are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast, your weekly highly evolved, devolved conversation with two jackasses in front of a microphone. Well, that's harsh. Well, we are. Uh, okay. Ass jacks. But I won't uh, let you call me that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> disparage everything right there. Steve, welcome to another edition. You're back here in the Chicago land uh, West Loop studio, the fine, you know, learning annex as they they, they call it down on the streets we're in the uh, the mobile studio the mobile. did you in, in your uh like high school did you guys ever have the mobile classrooms like because of overcrowding or whatever oh yes we always yeah. did did you ever have like the bookmobile too oh like, hell growing yes up? hell yes some great things some great great <laughs> great great childhood lessons that we can go on and it's probably going to be awesome because we're going to the childhood uh throughout this episode much much today but again you are listening to the 40th episode of oh this podcast it is our sean kemp episode <laughs> you know to be 100 percent honest that is the greatest person that i could think of that wore the number 40 it's the it's only person i could think of off the top of my head yeah the <laughs> only person i can think of mike allstott was he yeah yeah he was 40 yeah yeah right? yeah but still we're going sean kemp yeah sean kemp so sean kemp and sean kemp's kids all of them. Oh, every all, one of them. <laughs> all, that's not a foundation. That's not the little Lebowski Urban Achievers yeah, right? <laughs> that's just the family. Steve, tell everybody what they need to know. Oh, man, there's so much that you need to know, and most of it can be found at ohthispodcast.com, where we have all of our shows up on the internets for you to check out. You can uh, access them there. You can get them on uh, on Google Play or on, uh, on iTunes, whatever your preferred podcast providers. Uh, we've got those out there and ready for you to digest uh you can also catch us on facebook and on twitter we post fun and interesting uh information that will make your life better we think so we do that on the regular and uh you can also interact with us there because we like to uh you know we like to hear from our fans so that's a good spot for it to uh happen and then if you want to support the show we've got our uh, links up on on both our website oh this podcast.com and on Patreon if you do want to uh, come through and uh, support the show and help us do what we do each and every week. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. 40th. Can you imagine we actually made it to 40? Yeah. I mean, I can imagine it because we're doing it. But, uh, I mean, it's it's an achievement. It's a, it's an achievement, and it's right there. So, with without further ado, with the 40th episode, we thought it would be only fitting, 100% fitting, if our beer of the week would be None other than a special beer of the week, a specialty beer of the week. <laughs> and I'm going to let Steve bring some knowledge, bestow some knowledge from you from the greatest, um, one of the nectars of the gods, they say, from Texas. <laughs> it uh, is uh, yeah, originated from uh, the great state of Texas. And uh, we're not drinking beer this week because I'm sick and uh, a little little uh, parched and don't need, to be, uh, don't need to be imbibing in any beer right now. So we are drinking the delicious diet dr pepper this week because uh i need a little kick in the pants right now i need some caffeine and you know what the doctor is in he's educated this is what the doctor ordered. the doctor ordered me to enjoy his beverage that's probably some sort of racket that he's running um but uh you know what i'm gonna trust the man 
and uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to imbibe this uh, beverage this week. So yes, no beer this week. We'll pick it back up, but uh, yeah, for the time being. Uh, go out and get yourself uh, something that the doctor ordered, and it's going to be, I mean, you can do diet, you can do regular. You can do cherry. Uh, you, you can, can do, do cherry. DP10. You can do, D- yeah, DP10. I mean, there's, you know, and don't go after Mr. Pibb, because Mr. Pibb is, uh, you know, bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> Straight bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go, I mean, you want to go with the guy who's tried and true, has put in the work, got the education, got his degree. He's ready to rock. At risk, I don't want to steal the Mitch Hedberg bit because it's a good bit and uh, it's been done long ago. But the man, the man's done his research when it comes to soda. So let's leave it at that. That's awesome. And you know, it's got all of its twenty-three flavors there. Um, I think uh, the availability is national availability nationwide. Yes. Nationwide comes unless in- you're drinking the limited edition Dublin Dr Pepper. Uh, which you can only get in Texas. I do not know about that. Yeah, but it's the original Dr. Pepper. There's all sorts of because they sold the you know the recipe and trademarks or whatever to Dr. Pepper Snapple or Snapple Group. So yeah, there's an original double in Dr. Pepper, but they only have it in Texas. Nice, nice. So national availability comes in multiple sizes. Comes in plastic bottles. Yes, we're glass bottles. we are enjoying it in the two liter format. Two liter form. <laughs> uh, also, rate beer rating not applicable. Not applicable. Uh, um, untapped. Uh, rating tapped uh not applicable, not applicable. Uh, and beer advocate rating not applicable steve rating 10 10 10, 10 out, out of 10. 10 out of 5 10, a 10 <laughs> a fucking 10 awesome steve what are we talking about this week now that we got our sugar high going yeah well let's lead it off uh you know we're, we've kind of got uh, uh, a hodgepodge of uh topics related to our youth this week and uh first things first we have to uh give a little send off a little sky point to uh, AOL Instant Messenger, my friend, because uh, you've got mail. No, well, that yes, but no. Um, they they sunset uh, AOL Instant Messenger after twenty goddamn years. Twenty years of it. Twenty years, um, and uh, yeah, so you're no longer able to uh, fire that bad boy up on your desktop computer and start chatting with uh, your friends, classmates, or uh, other uh, relatives. I guess you might talk to no, no, no bots, no nothing like that. There, but, wait, uh, there's no bots on AIM. Well, not anymore. Really? There was. But well, no. I mean, they're shut down now. <laughs> now they're shut down. That's crazy. So, were you a big aimer? I used it. I wouldn't say I was huge into it, but like, I used it a fair amount. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Socks Rock eighteen thirty four was my uh, was my handle there. You know, because I'm very creative like that. I like the White Sox, so they rocked. And then, and then you put eight, some, and I put the numbers on that I was in baseball. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, for me, like I don't know, like aim. I don't think I ever really got onto it and started chatting. Like, I don't know if it was just because, like, when I tried to get onto it and start to do it, and when I had the computer, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to my buddies. Mm-hmm. No buddies were there to talk to, <laughs> so it's like. Well, this is like a futile process in trying to take and do this internet thing. That could just be like a, a exploration into my psyche as a <laughs> problem that we need to talk to someone professionally about. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I never really got in. I tried to. Like, it just, I think AOL Instant Messenger was a little bit before my time. You're a touch, maybe, because you're two years older than me. So I didn't get into it until like late in middle school. So that would okay. be like eighth grade. So 2001. Yeah. So that was really like when like I right started in high school. It. So like yeah. right in the thick of things when I should probably be in it. I'm just I guess I was just a loser. You know, <laughs> just didn't have anybody on the buddy system to take and talk. Oh, to. yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you could have talked to smarter child. 
Yeah. Did you ever talk to Smarter Child? I don't know about this. You don't know about Smarter Child. Steve, I am a noob in this. So tell me the ways <laughs> of what we're got what the the regal nature of <laughs> AIM was for because some people might l- listening to this might be young twenty one year olds who don't understand. That's what true. This that's is. true. They uh, might just know what BlackBerry Messenger was. <laughs> so uh, AIM, you know, just being a desktop application that's basically your Google Hangouts, your Facebook Messenger. Uh, it's ju- it's just an IM platform. Uh, it, it's it was a precursor to text messaging, but obviously there were no smartphones, so you're firing up the old computer and signing into this app and uh, doing doing your talking there. Um, so the I mean the premise was basically the same. I mean, you just added contacts and you found out what their handles were and you just hit them on up. And then it had some like other f- little features like. It, it kind of like was a precursor to a lot of like social media. It right, really was. Absolutely was. Like you would have your away message and like you'd put some emo, you know, emo lyrics for some song or some real happy lyrics or some, some, you know, lyrics about how much in love you were or listening to some stupid Dave Matthews song and put that on Crash there. Into or, me. <laughs> or just put some stupid shit about how you're walking to your friend's house and you'll be back online later. Uh, garbage like that but i mean it was almost like the first status updates were kind of related to their away messages and then eventually got to the point where you know you obviously you're messaging people individually and doing stuff like that but uh yeah i mean the chatbots uh became a thing and smarter child was like the big one um okay and, and so what did smarter child do what was the conversation smarter child was basically an assistant like or it, i mean you could talk to it and have a conversation but I mean, it was really like a precursor to a lot of like the chat-based bots that you have now, where it's like even even now in like customer service environments and other stuff, it's like you chat, and a lot of times it's an automated system that's helping you out based on keywords. Well, Smarter Child was a similar premise, except for you could have conversations about other stuff too. It didn't like it when you insulted it. Um, it it's, wasn't. It was like a precursor to Siri too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a you know like an assistant, like Siri, you know. Google Assistant, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Smarter Child, you could, you know, you could run the gamut on things like that, and you just fired it off questions from your, you know, from within the app. You had to add it as a, you know, a contact in your list. It was always there. It was always there to listen. Yeah, I think we never had AOL at home. So I think, like... <laughs> well, we you didn't have to have AOL to have AOL in semester. Right, well, well, we never had AOL at home. We always had, uh, we had, God, what did we have? I don't even remember. Just like dial-up internet connection. Yeah. And yeah. so like the whole like AOL ecosystem was something that we were never into. Right. Even though they were giving us free ones in the mail all the time. <laughs> you got up, so many free hours. You got a lot of free hours. The parts that were interesting is like, so like not having AOL was never something like, so it was like AIM was never something that I was able to like jump on. I remember people would try to install it at school. Then that got yeah, shut that down. Yeah, that obviously got shut down quick. Yeah, that got shut down quick, but. You know, I don't know. I, I think that it definitely had a was a precursor to a lot of the technologies that yeah, we have. It was definitely definitely ahead of its time as far as or I should say I don't want to say ahead of its time because it was appropriate for its time. Uh, but it was on the leading edge of like the social interaction that the Internet has become. So why do you think it stayed up for so long if it was um, like- <laughs> because. It didn't probably didn't cost them anything to continue sure, running. It, like sure. it's probably negligible. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know how they necessarily monetized it. Um, you know, because I quit using it in high school, like last wrote, week. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the last time I used it was sophomore 
sophomore or junior year of high school, maybe. Yeah. So at least ten years. Yeah, but I mean, like that time, at that point in time, text messaging was coming around. So, right. I mean, it wasn't as necessary. You had your friends' numbers and everything, so it was like, hey, you're just gonna text and call them, you know, from my phone instead of the stupid ass yeah. computer. Because <laughs> I have better minutes here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say, like, the I remember, I because I my parents, we, I mean, we had we had internet, um, but we would. From time to time, like I, we weren't allowed to go and just like have free reign and use it as long as we wanted every day. So I would spend a lot of my time like on AIM at my friends' houses. Like we'd be over there, like hanging around, doing so, like sitting on LimeWire, downloading the latest, <laughs> uh, you know, Limp Biscuit album and uh, Limp Triscuit and and, and and burning CDs. Um, we do so, not condone that. No, no, no. That's an official statement. Well, we were we were burning we were burning CDs of our own obtained music. Correct. Yes, backup copies. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'd be sitting there, and it's like, oh, you're just signing the you know aim, and then you're you know talking to whomever that's around. Like it was very much a summer thing. Like obviously you'd be outside doing stuff, but like you come in, you it's hot putz, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You putts around on the on on the web for a while and then you've got uh, aim going kind of on the side to see whatever whatever else is going on. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, are you sad did you have a little funeral for the sunset? Like are you going to buy it like a <laughs> like a have a cake and like a like a No, little, like a going away. No, but I celebration? am I am upset at one thing and that's because one of my very good friends and I won't I won't put his I won't put his name out there. His or her. His, uh, it's him. Um, I, I'll go that far. I have many friends. Knock on wood. Maybe still after this, um, they're all on AIM still. <laughs> but uh, his, I'm I'm upset because his screen name will no longer be around in the annals of the internet. Uh, because he would, you know, he'd fire up uh, AOL Instant Messenger, and his uh, Instant Messenger handle was Durst24. <laughs> After Fred Durst, oh, God. <laughs> that tells you what generation we were dealing with. Oh, right we were there. we were dealing with my generation. Oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> you know, so, I think a segue to that is like we've got to talk about some hot dog flavored water, uh, <laughs> in, in the sense of this next debate. Uh, not you, you perfectly ended that segment. I was ready to continue on ten minutes more of aim talk. But now that you've moved it to hot dog flavored water, it works perfectly. Let's do this damn thing. Yes. Steve, we have to talk about this. Like all of all this podcast uh, fan mail that I've been getting over the late years, uh, the late little bit. Picking it up off the fax machine. Yeah, getting it off the fax machine is like, guys, I want to hear your thoughts. And this was like we put this to the masses and we kept on hearing this more time than not. And I think there was a more of a serendipitous uh uh, encounter that the universe was telling us yesterday that we needed to take and do that. And I'll let you share that story. But Steve, we're going to talk about Mac and also cheese. <laughs> the the American institution of macaroni. And oh, cheese. you're not talking about Apple computers. No, no, and no. Cheese. Macaroni okay. and cheese, the dish, the blue box, the Velveeta, everything like that. So I'm just going to let you uh, kind of like, I'm going to let you do your thing and okay. tell us a little bit about uh, macaroni and cheese. And <laughs> let's get into some of like the, you know, where are we going with this? Yeah, like, man. It's a, uh, so when we were talking earlier this week and we were putting together the show, you had mentioned, you know, like what you were looking to eat for dinner and you mentioned macaroni and cheese. And I had just literally been, I was in, I had just gotten home. I had been, I put, got all my stuff put away, 
and I'm I'm back home for the holidays, so I'm I'm at my mom's house and I look in there and I see a box of Kraft mac and cheese. So like my thought process is like, huh, it's been a long time since I had that. And like no less than twenty minutes later, you messaged me talking about macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a versatile it's a versatile controversial subject too. And I think we can discover uh, discuss and discover many things about our existential questions yes. and the realities of life here. So <laughs> So well let's let's break this down because I think there are two main schools of thought. There's your craft style mac and cheese, which is the uh, elbow cylinder. The, no, the cylinder. Well, yeah, it's an elbow, but it turns itself into a yeah. just a straight up cylinder once you cook it. And then there's the shell, the yes. Velveeta shell. What are you? What say you, my so my So craft makes shells too, right? But I'm talking about the Velveeta, like the, the typical Velveeta shell. Right, right, right. Like the those are the two big ones. Like it was craft and it was Velveeta. Like. Which one are you? So of those, where do you lean? Yeah, absolutely. Of those brands, I think one hundred percent leaning. You know, I you could take me back to nineteen ninety five. If I fired up AIM, I would tell people that I got the. I didn't go online until ninety seven. Okay, if I was nineteen ninety seven, <laughs> fired up AIM. My status would be eating the blue box blues. <laughs> uh, and for all you kids who grew up in the nineties, know what that is. It's Kraft macaroni and cheese. One hundred percent. Really? Oh, hundred percent. Fuck yeah. With, without a doubt, uh, 100%. I, that, it makes me feel like a child. It makes me feel whole again. <laughs> it makes me feel really full, too. Yeah. But there's things like, I, re- I, I don't remember eating Velveeta shells and cheese or anything like that as a kid. Well, it was a... Uh, that was a luxury item. It was a luxury item, for yeah. sure. And I'm saying like macaroni and cheese was a staple for me, but Velveeta shells and cheese was even a luxury. Yeah, we uh, well, we did a lot of generic mac and cheese. Because, Nothing wrong with that. As because, long as it comes uh, in some sort of a blue box, you don't have those <laughs> blues. Right. But you could... So, on, so you're saying you prefer the powdered orange-yellow cheese packet to the liquid yellow squeeze pouch. Tennessee of, volunteer orange. <laughs> yes. Cheese pouch. Yes. Well, I mean the the difference between the cheese pouch and the cheese is they make the cheese and it sits in that goof shape. Or <laughs> I make the cheese and I know it's coming from powder. It's coming from the same nexus. You so know, it's from well, it's from concentrate versus. Uh, I think know. hard about this every time yeah. I do it. Yes, yeah. it's a uh, yeah. So like, I would definitely say Velveeta was the or or the shells were the luxury choice for sure. Um. And we didn't really get into that until, like, I was a little older. Like, I was in my teens before, like, my parents were really buying that frequently. Yes. Because when they wanted mac and cheese, they didn't want to eat just straight-up craft. Yeah. So that was, like, the that was like the compromise. Like, oh, we're going to buy the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, there's definitely things. Like, I've been known to uh, splurge recently on a fine Velveeta cheese, uh, shells and cheese. Um, but also like some of them that are interesting there is they've come out with the ones that have got like they're flavored now, like yeah, beyond the normal macaroni and cheese, it's like macaroni and cheese with jalapenos, like dried jalapenos. <laughs> Dude, that shit rips you up. Like it is so hot. There's like, Chipotle. it doesn't sound like there's a good idea. bacon ones. It's like some of these sound good in practice, but they don't necessarily sound good in execution. I don't know, but like traditional, like, so there's. Also, like this whole like school of thought too involved with macaroni and cheese is like, okay, how do I make it from just a an a side dish to a meal to bumping a status <laughs> up to entree? Well, I know where you're going. Well, 
I think everybody should know where we're going with <laughs> You're this. talking about the addition of a uh, of a meat-based product. A meat-based product. Yes, absolutely. Some sort of meat-based product. Sure. Yeah. So what say you? Hot dogs. Is it socially oh, acceptable I'm- for a human being of age 0 to 90 to put hot dogs inside their macaroni and cheese. Yes, it's it's expected almost. Okay. Um, I mean, not that you can't it can't stand on its own because it stands just fine on its own. But if you want to bump bump that up to the next tier to the next level, yeah, you're gonna drop in a hot dog. Okay, that's a good choice. So that's on the macaroni and cheese side of things. Now, can you do that in a shells and cheese See, uh, paradigm, you, or is that just like I think you can, but I don't know if it's as if it's as good. I haven't. I can't honestly say that I've ever had it. I think if I did that, I'd probably open up a wormhole into another dimension <laughs> that I don't want to know if I'm gonna go there. Yeah, there's like very staunch like rules with macaroni and cheese, and. When we were like full disclosure, as we were show prepping, we just had macaroni and cheese <laughs> with hot dogs in it. But there was a little bit of, uh, hey, Steve, how do you cook your mac and cheese? Like, what do you take and do? Sure. Like, do you prefer it to be some people like it ultra thin? Some people like it thick. How do you yeah, those, prepare the hot dogs? The people dogs? who like it ultra thin scare me. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that there may or may not be something wrong with them. Right. But, you know, we'll leave. We'll let society judge. I powdered don't cheese be, milk. Powdered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I prefer my my craft mac and cheese to be not not overly thick, but you, you do need to. Have, it needs to have somewhat of a consistency sure, where sure. Uh, where you'd consider it more liquid than solid um, where it's got to have a little uh, a viscosity to it. That is uh, that is average to above average i would say so it needs to be like right in that sweet spot of the you know it's not uh, it's not running around like you can't slurp it up like sure. you're, like you're drinking it out of a glass but at the same time it's uh you know it's adhering itself to the noodles but not over overpoweringly so yeah, you're not you don't have chalk still yeah absolutely i thought it was a bold move that you chose the fork i was normally a mac and cheese spoon guy like it was definitely like we did plate. Well, it was plate and fork today because I didn't have bowls let and me, spoons. Let me tell you why the fork. Because you can play with your food then. You take the you take the noodles. You smush them down. No, no, no. You take the noodles. You hang them on the tines of the fork. Okay. Boom! You got yourself a little. You got macaroni hanging off the sp- <laughs> the tines of your fork. I don't know. That's awesome. That. <laughs> so you're saying I should buy some sporks? <laughs> so you that be- the best of both worlds. Uh, you could try, but I don't know if those bad boys are going to hang on to a spork. No, the hot dog would. Oh, the hot dog, yeah, that's no problem. But I'm talking about the the noodles. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. That's a that's a, that's a dangerous game. If it was shells, I'd be much more inclined to go spoon. Yeah, but I don't feel good after I have shells, and it's not because I feel bad from eating the shells. I just feel sad that I didn't get the blue box blues. <laughs> I actually did get the blue box blues. I guess. Yeah, then. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's some sort of damn marketing that Kraft put out. Man, Kraft, you 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 good. <laughs> you you do good at your stuff. The uh, I'm always uh, I've always leaned towards the 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 craft uh, when I was when I was younger. Um, what say you about craft Easy Mac though? Easy Mac's awesome. Really, I, think it's I good. can't stand it. I think there's not enough of it. Like there's like never enough in their normal serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're thinking craft Easy Mac is macaroni and cheese blue box, you are sorely mistaken. Oh and yeah, you should not, not even close. It's not even close. Like Easy Mac is like duck food it's literally <laughs> gonna like it's just protein it uh, not even protein it's just like like eating a food pellet that you don't even care what it tastes like 
You don't even uh, just leave. It's always too runny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I, I would, you uh, like it. I've eaten it. I yeah. choose, like, if, I, I mean, if I'm in a pinch and I need to get some blue cylinder blues, <laughs> like, because it's not in a box, it's usually in a cup. Right, like, right. So it's easier to yeah. make. I've made it before. It's like instant oatmeal. Well, I it's never I've the, made it before, too. I it's didn't, never the but best, I don't enjoy like, it. Yeah, it's like instant oatmeal. Instant oatmeal is not the, as better than regular oatmeal. Oh, I disagree on that one, but. Okay, well. That can be topic for next week when, so we, my talk question, about, <laughs> when we talk about the, <laughs> the inner depths of oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Topics are coming through the roof. <laughs> um, but tell me about this. So, like, Easy Mac, is it okay to put a hot dog in Easy Mac? And if you did a hot dog, what if you had, a, like, a full hot dog and bun like <laughs> dumped into it like it's gonna be challenging to put the you'd have to cook them separately obviously which is a uh right but what if it was like an easy mac ice cream cone where it's like a hot dog a corn no even better a corn dog covered in easy mac no this is it's absolutely disgusting pass. i pass hard pass too <laughs> i'm just trying to i'm just trying to see what we can just come playing devil's with. advocate here. yeah it's just like no well patrick what about you know the, one of the reasons like when i was a kid i leaned towards the craft blue box was because you could get the shapes. Oh, for sure. The, the licensed, you know, cartoon character or whatever the case may be shapes. But I think that was always like I, the, the idea of it was always great. And like, you saw them on TV. So you'd be like, Oh yeah. Fucking Scooby-Doo mac and cheese. Sweet. Awesome. You know, like that's, that's cool. And then you look at it. It's like that noodle doesn't really look like anything. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I think the only ones that I remember are didn't they have basketballs and then like dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. General shapes, I think, are like general shapes. General sh- salute. <laughs> you can pull off, but uh yeah, like anything if you're if you're trying to discern characters, it's probably best to just stay away from that. Go go with your football, your basketball, like, you know, that that's not really a big deal. That's not a stretch in the macaroni world. And who who gets the job that designs the macaroni? Like I want that gig who's the product person that <laughs> thinks about the macaroni it's like huh i think that a vincent van gogh macaroni <laughs> you know without yeah, the ear would be perfect it, for it's definitely a starry a, night like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's just a concept and to, to sagu into the next thing it's like when did macaroni take and become a stronghold in adolescent art communities as a proper <laughs> medium for delivering uh artistic expression when did the noodle itself become that you know I I don't I don't know when it became a common medium for art. I will say though that I partook in it probably until the second or third grade. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I think the colored noodle helps a lot. I think it adds to its versatility, its palette. You know, you can you got the uh the various uh, greens and blues and reds of the uh, you know based on how they make the pasta sure for the sure base, the baseline of it so it's I just, think that it's just it. interesting I think it was a marketing play that Kraft did at some point in time to where move they extra s- units yeah, <laughs> no to move extra units but to also like uh, inundate us with macaroni as our friend you can use it for food <laughs> or you can use it for artwork or it's you a can, floor wax yeah, it's a dessert it, topping it does every floor wax and a dessert topping you can do whatever you want with it it's like it's a multiversal <laughs> thing. And then I also think about it. It's like Fusilli Jerry, like right? the, the macaroni middler, like from Seinfeld where Kramer's making macaroni art. Like, I don't know. For me, it's always been like it's a, the fascination with the randomness of this. But, okay, we're going to call the carpet right now. Okay. We're, we're going to take and do this. So 
let give me how you take it how you take your macaroni and cheese and how people should not take it okay so i take mine on the veranda <laughs> standard craft blue box um maybe go a touch lighter on the milk than uh, what what's called for um normal amount of butter that the the box you know you stay pretty true to the box direction sure they, sure they they, there's a reason why they're there, okay? But you, you just want to dial back the milk a little bit because I don't want it to be too runny. Definitely don't go water. If you go water, you're fucked up. Hood Mac? <laughs> you, you fucked up if you did water. Um, so you got, you had, you, what if you use Bailey's? That is an awful idea, and I've seen it executed, <laughs> and it doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> but that's neither here. I'm just here. trying to think about that's like neither you, here nor there. If you don't got no milk, you don't got no Mac. Yeah. So you're going to... You know, once it's once it's prepared, you got your sauce, you know, everything already. It's ready to make the jump to the uh, to the next stage of its life. You're going to want to throw that in a bowl. OK, and then you're going with the fork for the uh, for the for the play. Now, that uh, that skips the are you adding a hot dog? If, if you are so inclined as to make that your entree, you can add the hot dog at the stage before you, you know, you want to incorporate the in hot cheesing. dog into the cheese. Yes, you, you want to put the hot dog in the pot with the uh, cheese after it's been cooked, of course, after yes. you cook the hot dog. Um, yeah, you want to incorporate that because you don't want it to just kind of sit on top. It's not a topping. It's part of the dish. Yes. it's It needs to meld. It needs to get to know everyone. The molecules, <laughs> it's, it's osmotic, you know. Yeah. The so, non-nutritive car- of varnish. Well, the hot dog's got you know flavors it can impart on the macaroni, and uh, as does the macaroni and cheese has flavors that can, that can impart on it's the hot dog. It's a synergistic approach yes. to get your sausage in your mouth. Yes, exactly. So that that is the way that I handle my mac and cheese uh, dining. Although tonight I had to do it on a plate because you were out of bowls. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> I s- you did offer me the bowl. I offer you the singular bowl. <laughs> the one bowl that you had. <laughs> Clean. I have more bowls than that. You're making me sound like a complete loser right now. Talking about this guy's mac- only got one bowl. He's got one bowl making macaroni and cheese talking on a podcast. And, and then we talked about how the mac and cheese, the powdered orange cheese packet for the Kraft Mac and Cheese looks just like your Tennessee Volunteers hat that's sitting on your counter. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> so for me... Before I, milk is added, of course. Right, right, right. So for me, if I had to do it, like I'm a, a traditionalist when it comes to this, um, fairly conservative in terms of the blue box. I follow it to the T, um, and it is going to be blue box craft. It is going to be exact recipe, one hundred percent down to the T. Huh? Yep, and it, it's it's like you, but I differ when you taking like I don't need to have the entree in there. It's nice to have the. Hot I don't dog. have to have it either. Right. You know, it's a good day when you can get a piece of hot dog in yeah. with it. You know, it's it's a definitely the fa- flavor palette changes, uh, the texture. You know, it's different. It's got a more of an oaky aftertaste uh, <laughs> when you have a hot dog in there or something along those lines. Yes, uh, <laughs> oaky after. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing my ass off right now. Uh, but I take it in a bowl and I take it with a spoon. Yeah, and you know, uh, case closed. So the moral of the story is the way to our heart is don't bring <laughs> that cheese uh, shells and cheese up in this motherfucker. Yeah. Now I do have an, a couple of honorable mentions. Well, at least one honorable Wh- mention. What about homemade? See, so the homemade mac it and cheese game is a tough forever, game, and it's expensive. And if you don't have enough cheese, it's fucking whack. Yep. Like it can turn out. It can turn out great. Um, where 
everything is just absolutely spectacular. Right. And you know, it's in the you know, in a crock pot or you baked it and the cheese is just perfect, everything's good, the world is a good place. But it can also turn out bad where you have <laughs> A full fucking layer of basically just boiled noodles <laughs> underneath the boiled jackass milk. in the family or friends that has scooped all of the cheese off and now just you know has that laying on his plate or her plate and then you just have a noodle pan, yeah, uh, so milk that, noodle, yeah. So that's a that's a game that uh, you gotta you gotta know what you're getting into. That's a that takes that takes time. That's an effort uh, play. That's something that I don't like doing it a lot in my a life. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So I did it once. Uh, God, I remember I bought, I went down and I bought all like the accoutrement and various uh, things to go for a very nice macaroni and cheese. And I had like, like all these are like really decent cheeses, uh-huh. like cheddar, like a bunch of them, like cheddar, mozzarella, some like gruyere Ooh. Ooh. and some, Ooh, and, and some andouille sausage and all like, I was going cr- classy. And then I made it, and I was like, this thing took like two and a half hours to make, and it didn't taste good at the end <laughs> of it. And I'm like, what did I fuck up? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And it cost like 40 bucks to make. Jesus Christ, man. Well, the cheese is expensive, the sausage, like all that stuff was like, I'm like, okay, so moral story, I could go get the Blue Box Blues and throw an Oscar <laughs> Mayer in there and be satiated yeah. in 10 minutes <laughs> Fit to be versus, tied. yeah, versus this, so. What's your second thought you had? My my honorable mention of of grilled cheeses has to go to the kids cuisine mac and cheese. That the little side pouch, the side packet that uh, well, it it goes in the tray. But uh it's it's excellent. I don't know about this. It's excellent, man. You weren't a kids cuisine kid? I don't remember that, no. Really, man. Their mac and cheese that comes in the little, you know, you got your trays. You know, so you you might have pizza in the main tray. Okay. And then you'll have a mac and cheese, maybe a little a brownie for the dessert. Yeah, their yeah. mac and cheese. I'm thinking of lunchables, but like I've never heard of kid cuisine stuff. Kid, you wait. You never heard of kid cuisine, or you've never heard of what? yeah, kid cuisine. What? Yeah. What the hell happened to you? I was a lunchable man. Yeah, but kids cuisine are TV dinners. They're they're operating in separate spaces. Hey, you know what? I don't know. We never did that. We never had that. Really? Yeah. Man, I'm an. I, I, all right. Well, this. I'm I'm on you're tilt flabbergasted. Right I'm on tilt right now. I did um, a lot of blue box in the, for our household. We had a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, so blue did box. we. But every now and again, you went over to grandma's, and grandma had the kids' cuisine lined up for you. No, grandma had homemade yeah. Sky Point Shaboy. Hooking <laughs> 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 Shaboy up, Grams. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. It's I'm, I'm almost gonna make you walk over to Jewel and buy a kids' cuisine so you can eat this mac and cheese. Can I buy a beer while I do yes. it? Too? Yes, you can. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. But that is all for my honorable mentions of the mac and cheese universe, my friend. I got nothing. I think I'm just like the versatile nature of the noodle has helped me uh, reaffirm that it's uh, its stake as in our American livelihood. You know, <laughs> it has. Um, American culture. Will, my life it will not be the same without having macaroni in it, like as a, you know, as a sustenance and a fuel. Okay. And also as an inspiration and for a your of for your many many yeah. uh, frames of macaroni yeah, mac- art frames yeah macaroni <laughs> so gosh God, we're stupid well we're my friend messes. let's 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 walk away from the macaroni thing I'm still shook right now because kids cuisine did you shook you all you no oh, just don't even don't even with me right now Patrick <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's get onto one semi serious topic well fuck it's probably not gonna be serious but. We got to talk a little bit about uh, about headphones, my man, because uh, 
you know what? I just made a purchase a few weeks ago. Well, shit, it was when we were in Vegas. Okay. Um, so back in the end of October, so six, eight weeks ago. Sure. And uh, I realized that I didn't have my headphones with me. Um, that like what's my the earbuds. deal with headphones? What's the deal with stuff? <laughs> so I didn't have my headphones with me, and I've been I've been like in the market for like a good pair of headphones for a while. So I was at the airport and I splurged and bought a bought Bose like noise canceling headphones from the fucking Best Buy kiosk because I, I, well, fa- I, I can't fathom anybody actually buying anything from those they things. they price match it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it actually was the same price. Okay. Good. Surprisingly, um, but uh, the. I scouted my my flight first, and I noticed that there were a higher than average percentage of of human beings under the age of twelve. Let's okay, just put it that okay. way. And <laughs> being that we had just come off a day in Vegas, I had ha- and I was working that morning. I had a lot going on. I had a lot of meetings and stuff. I was not really in the mood to deal with human beings under the age of twelve. <laughs> So I bought cannot compute. Yeah, so I bought the headphones. That was an influence to buying the headphones because they had noise canceling. So uh the, yeah, and goddamn, dude, that is uh I don't know how I was doing it before. So is noise canceling the biggest scam <clears throat> since sliced bread? No, it's not. Really? Yeah, it makes a I mean, it's not it doesn't make it so that everything is silent and you only hear what you're listening to. But it reduces the outside noise drastically. Okay, so you want to hear a noise canceling story? Sure. Okay, so I was on a flight. I can't I remember. It was a long one. I think it was the one I was in going to Hawaii from Salt Lake City to uh, Honolulu. So it was like a six and a half hour flight. I remember getting up halfway through and people started looking at me like kind of funny. Like I was drinking Mai Tais during it. I was having a blast, <laughs> you know, sitting up there. This, like, is not, this is not a, you know, looking at you funny is not a uh, uncommon occurrence in your life. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> it happens a lot. But this is like, I'm like, why are people looking at me odd right now? And it could be the fact that I was probably a little intoxicated wearing a Hawaiian shirt on the way to flying <laughs> there. So I get up to go to the bathroom and I guess I sat back down and had my noise canceling headphones on and I turned like and I sit there and I, I guess I dozed off and I dozed off enough and I guess I was snoring for about two hours like <laughs> sawing logs for like an exceptionally loud volume like just going to fucking town and like the flight attendants are laughing at me I'm like what's going on she's like oh you fell asleep we're snoring everybody's looking at you for like two hours I'm like oh god that is the greatest thing too. So like the noise canceling works, but like that's what I'm afraid of. It's like, what if you cancel out a noise that's a one Fart that's noise? like yeah, an, <laughs> an embarrassing noise in a public place that you do you just like roll with it like well, yeah. or do you just like kind of glance at it like because then I feel like right now like if I'm about to fall asleep I won't like try to fall asleep in a plane because I'm like <laughs> catch myself doing sure. it <laughs> and then it's worse because you see the head bobs <laughs> going it, it's like a fucking four horse that Kent DeSormo's riding at the fucking Breeders' <laughs> Cup head bobbing losing yep um no I think yeah the there's a lot to unpack there there, there is a lot to unpack um uh, but the sound sound canceling will uh I mean, at worst, I think snoring is the only sound that you're going to have to worry about. There. Right. Because, like... Everything else is recycled there. Well, everything else, you already... Like, if you're going to blast fart, like, you know... Like, you can tell whether it was going to be... Whether it was loud or whether it was quiet. So, like, you, you have a bodily 
understanding of what's going on. Now, if you do that while you're asleep, all bets are off. Uh, I can't help you there. Um, but uh, yeah, the the sound canceling has made a huge difference for me uh, with the amount of travel I do. Sure, um, it cuts down on a lot, and I, I, obviously they're quality headphones too. Um, so the music sounds much better. Um, it's not necessarily like super EQ'd well because like Bose headphones are pretty flat on the EQ spectrum, yeah. but sometimes that's okay. Like, but like, so I'll tell you what is a racket in the in the headphones world is Beats headphones. Okay, I have um, a pair right here. Yeah, you do. They well, I should say they're they're decent headphones, but they're super overpriced because of the name. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're um, Apple now, and they're crazy bass heavy. They're, so the ones that I have aren't as bad. As like, do you have the cans or do you have the over the cans? Are they fully over yeah, or are they just fully ons? over? They're the yeah. studio, the studio wireless yeah. ones, and they're good. So I had those pair that you had before. The I didn't, I've never owned Beats. The headphones. Bose ones. The oh, Bose. Okay. Uh, and what happened was is the way they sit flat, they kept on shorting out the noise canceling part. I had to send three or four of them back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to the Beats one, and the way they fold down, it's like the case doesn't have any problems with it. So that it, I haven't had issues except for like one crack on it. But still, like I think for me, it's more. It's not necessarily the brands. Like you can find whatever like brand you want. For me, it's more or less the over the ear versus the earbud versus sure. that. Like those, those are where I see the big uh, changes in yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Like I've. You know, being in a recording studio setting for a lot, I've got several pairs of varying degrees of goodness in terms of headphones, like cheap over the years, tons of earbuds, tons of this, tons Mm -hmm. of that. And for me, it's like anybody who thinks they're going to get any sort of high quality sound quality out of earbuds, like outside of like spending for like the Bose ones, is just sorely mistaken. No, And they're doing themselves a disservice. Right. Yeah. I mean, earbuds are not built for optimum sound quality sure Um, sure they're built for convenience and you can get good sounding earbuds um but they're not going to touch what you can do with a decent pair of cans um that are you know driven if you you know even if they're not driven by by an amp or anything like that like they just the there's way more technology that you can pack into over the years that you can't into earbuds yeah absolutely uh i mean Yes, yeah, so just I would just say don't break the bank buying, you know, buying earbuds. Like buy a good pair that you think is gonna that matches up with like how you want to listen to things and how you want to use them. Like that's the the advantage with earbuds is like they're much easier to use when you're active. Yes, so absolutely. you want to you want a good a pair of uh, earbuds for when you're working out or when you're go, you know around town. You don't want to have like a head you know a set of headphones on your head all the time. Like that's what that's what earbuds are great for. Yeah. Are yours wireless that you're doing? Have you done Have you done anything in the wireless realm? Yeah. in terms of the headphones, mm-hmm. that's what I have wireless. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's interesting. Like the wireless one for me is like, it's interesting because if it dies, like I know from the ones that I have, if they're if they die from the wireless, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Like even if you have the charger or even if you have the cord, even if dead. you have the cable, they're dead. You have to yeah. charge them up, and so it's like it's just one more little bit of a nuisance to think about. Of like, okay, if you're traveling for an extended period of time, you got to right. charge these up. Like you got to play the okay. Which outlet am I gonna take and use this moment yeah, for kind sure. of game? Um, but I think moreover, my thing with headphones would be like you get what you pay for a lot of times. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of quality, by like and large, yeah, by and large. I mean, if you're gonna buy cheap, like I bought some like Chinese knockoffs on Amazon right. for like wireless ones, and they just had a, like absolute 
dog shit in mm-hmm. water. Like it was bad. It was like well, that and the thing is, you don't realize until you've listened on a good pair of headphones, like what you're missing. Right. Like if you've listened, uh, you know, cheap earbuds, even even non cheap earbuds. Like if you've been on, you know, forty or fifty or even a seventy dollar pair of earbuds, and you're like, hey, these are fine. And then you get set up and you listened through a good pair of over the ears or hell, even like a above average or, or real good like Bose earbuds, like shit, like it makes a big, big, big difference in like the quality and the things that you're hearing. Like it's it's not quite night and day necessarily, right, right, right. but it does make like you're you catch things that you're like, oh, wow, like that's totally different. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we'll do in the show notes is we'll put some links to some of the headphones that we've liked. Yeah, for sure. Um, in the past, like I know that one of the pairs that I have uh, in my bag is a pair of Sony twenty dollars headphones. They're earbuds, but they are so good. They are so EQ'd perfectly for mm-hmm. it, and they're twenty bucks. I've gone through like ten pairs over the years of just like washing them, you know. Yeah. And they're they're the earbuds. They're wired that I need to do. I have my wireless earbuds, then I have my wireless headphones too. And other sets of wired headphones. It's just like finding what you need to do for the right thing. But I think the big thing that like, it's not even a debate. It's not even a question. It's like, if you're trying to listen to music and just do that in a setting that's sedentary, you get some over the ear headphones Yeah. because focus like, and I'm not talking over the ears. I'm talking about the full, uh, there's the on ear ones where it's like they're, they're just like resting. Yeah. And that's no good because you're still letting a ton of outside sound. in. Yeah. You're letting a ton of it there. Like there's a ton of beats lines that have that still. And I find them to be uncomfortable. I mean, maybe a lot of people don't, I guess, but I think that's super uncomfortable to just have them sitting on my ears. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have different things. I know someone, uh, a friend of mine who didn't like the over the ears because, um, the leather ones would make his headphones sw- or his ears sweat. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. And enough. so it's yeah. like he would take and prefer to have like the on ears to get there, but it's still not the same. And so like these ones, I'm these Sennheisers I have on mm-hmm. now are like they've got cloth head sets, you know. And I got Bose. I got every single fucking pair. Yeah, I mean, what was your first like good pair of headphones? Like- it was the Bose sound ports from a couple of years ago. Okay. The first uh, wired ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were over, like they were on the ear, but they were the ones that had the first like paneling for that. Okay. And yeah, they were really they EQ'd well, and that's what got me into like Bose in general. And so I had the Q, Com- the Quiet Comfort ones, the wired versions of it that yeah. I had problems with. How they just like I ran through three of them, three pairs of them yeah. through support. So it was like something in my life is not allowing these to work how I had expected. I think. In the QC twenty, were they the twenty fives? Yeah, the twenty fives had an issue that they had to resolve. Like they uh, had a manufacturing defect or a, part, a component, and they wound up replacing a ton of them for free. Yeah, I got obviously a, you got three pairs. I got them, three so. pairs of them, and I gifted yeah. some. Of them I have the thirty fives. Yeah, uh, which are I mean, so far so good. Yeah, but, you know, I got I got them. They've got a newer version that has like Google Assistant built in. Oh, nice. But I'm not. Your home automation play? I'm not. It doesn't. I don't need it. And for the price, the additional price, it's not not worth it for well, me. Well, yeah, because they're not going to assist you on the plane where you're <laughs> exactly wanting to but, get uh, it and block out stuff. I got I got a pair of Sennheiser, like my first decent pair of headphones, and they weren't like great ones, but I got a pair of Sennheisers. I think my dad bought me for birthday or Christmas or something one year. And I plugged those bad boys in my Walkman. I think nice. I got it. Or my Discman, not my Walkman. I had a Walkman. Yeah. Uh, I think I would have been in seventh or eighth grade. It was eighth grade because I wore them when I went to Washington, D.C. Nice. And I was listening to, uh, what was it? 
I I bought Back in Black and High Voltage for my okay. ACDC. Okay. <laughs> so that was the uh, on the eighth grade yeah. trip. Nice. <laughs> Flying to DC and listening to ACDC. Nice. That's a, on that's a pair of below. Well, probably not. I mean, they weren't. I I don't want to knock them, but they weren't like in comparison to what I have now. They're not great headphones, but like back then, it was like it's better. Oh than what man, you had, like yeah. I got the I, I'm hooked up here. I got the I got these headphones. Like my game is changing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm trying to think back. You just got me in the Walkman mode. You know, I remember, what was it, Christmas 88 or something like that? <laughs> uh, getting the first Walkman and uh, getting uh, Criss Cross. Putting your Spin Doctors mix in no, there? No, no. Criss Cross <laughs> is going to make you jump, jump. Uh, cassette tape uh, to roll out <laughs> to, you know, just being that we've had Christmas season coming and going this year. So. The first tape, I think, one of the first tapes I got would have been like Queen live maybe at wembley that's nice yeah it was a good one good one yeah because well because wayne's world oh for sure yeah so i i got that like i was wanted to listen to queen so i got that tape and yeah it was that one was legit and everything is everything's been uphill and or downhill since right the positive or negatives um what do you have um do you have any any headphone horror stories because i've got one yeah, the sleeping part and uh, <laughs> on the airplane, like, <laughs> okay, and but, not knowing it. But outside of that, do you have any others? Like, because I know a lot of people, like, when they're exercising and whatnot, they have the, you know, you'll yank the cord out or your cord will yank your phone out of your pocket or things like that. None like, of that I, are coming to the top of no. my head, but let me think back while you're taking it. Okay, well, I have, I have a, re, uh, a good uh, ca- story of caution for why you shouldn't buy cheap headphones. Okay. Uh, cheap earbuds specifically okay okay uh, because i don't know what the fuck happened but i got this was when i was in college and i had this whatever a dog shit pair of headphones because i didn't spend a lot of time trying to find earbuds or anything like that so somehow these came across my you know into my into my life and i'm, <laughs> I'm running at the at, on the treadmill at the uh at the wreck out at niu and <laughs> all of a sudden i just feel a goddamn like jolt <laughs> okay and i'm like what the fuck was that and i'm listening to music and and then I, you know i keep going a little bit longer and i feel it again i'm like feels like i'm getting shocked okay these fucking cheap ass headphones whether it was from like the sweat that i had or whatever were like zapping me that's so so awesome. there was like a either i don't i mean i'm not an electrician i've got plenty in my family i could ask them but i was literally getting zapped by these dog shit headphones <laughs> in my ear and it, it wasn't like enough to like, it wasn't like super painful, but it was like. But it was enough to na- not make it's you enough go to let you know it's like that's not normal. It was <laughs> enough to let Steve know to stay in the yard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that was like, okay, I think I'm gonna get rid of these. I'm not. I'm just gonna throw these ones straight away. I'm not gonna give them any redeeming time. Like maybe I'm not gonna say, oh no, this one's my fault. Like no, these things are fucked. They're trash. They're okay. going in the garbage. <laughs> Four dollars, seven eleven yeah. headphones. Yeah, I've I- got a pair of. I bought $6 headphones. Again, I had either lost a pair or or they a pair broke on me and I bought a pair at Marshalls? Okay. For $6? Yeah, like right as the They'll do in a pinch. Like yeah. if you really got to be listening to something, like they'll do. They sound dreadful, but I still got them. They're laying around somewhere. Sure it's not the music you're listening to that sounds dreadful. <laughs> My my Yanni mixes are uh, not your, working. Your out. Kenny G <laughs> is not EQ'd for your six dollars yeah, pair just, of it's headphones. Just not, it, these headphones just can't, don't understand the complexity. <laughs> yeah, it can't just go. Oh. 
Yeah. Just doesn't understand it. <laughs> you know, that's going to come back. Like, so the funny thing is this podcast is going to be on some shitty ass headphones and people are going to be like, man, they just sound like absolute dog shit. <laughs> like, t- I tried to listen to it. So it was a highly evolved conversation. They just talked about macaroni they and cheese. They talked about macaroni and cheese and, and then insulted me about my shitty headphones. headphones yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going for. So. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we're going to do. You know, Sean Kemp would be very, very happy that you listened to his uh, bestowed upon uh, 40th episode of Oh, This Podcast. It has been more than fun to talk about. You know, I think our belly full of uh, macaroni and cheese is uh, percolating nicely um, (laughs) for this. But if you haven't done so, do what Steve said in the beginning. Go to OhThisPodcast.com. There's plenty of awesome links there. You know, it's Christmas or Christmas and holiday season. It's the time to give. Why don't you give the link out to other friends so they can know about this uh, lovely podcast? So you can share the show with friends. You can find us on the social webs. Our aim, so our, our aim, Durst, Durst twenty four <laughs> is we no, are no longer, longer active. active. But, uh, we, you know, we're happy to accept faxes or or pages if if you if you're so inclined. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, you find us on the social internet. You can do that if you haven't done so. Um, and feel so obligated uh, if you're still working on some holiday shopping. We got some uh, the link for Amazon shopping on site on the ohthispodcast.com. Yeah, anything you can do to support us, we support you guys. So mm-hmm. we're happy to do this. So, um, Steve, any parting words as we are coming into the new year? Uh, I would say that uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And have a prosperous new year. And don't buy shitty headphones. Yes, don't buy shitty headphones. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out.